Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish! His buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable, what an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Down. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. Yeah, right. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday to you. It is December 12th, 2023. This is Kentucky Roll Call. I'm Big X Sports. Roll Call. DJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Hope you had a great Monday. Your week is going well. Only a few more left of them in 2023, and then we'll turn the calendar on over. But lots going to happen in these next few weeks before we head on over to the new year. A lot happened yesterday since. We last spoke with one another. Nick Roush, how are you? Tell me everything. I'm, I'm doing well. Um, started my day with some cinnamon rolls. I had some to bring to you guys, but TJ uh, decided to stay up late. So you got to wait another day, buddy. Um, I, I was I was fired up this morning. Ready to go. Ready to talk about that football last night. Great games. Great games. Not great games. Confirmed. Uh, definitively. And you can bring the cinnamon rolls all the same. You can you can travel. You just gotta wait twenty four hours. I, you, you can you can roll on out. I was ready to roll on out this morning. I, I nobody stopped you. Sleep or not? Yeah. Nobody stopped. Nobody stopped. So you then Justin would have just gotten him, and you wouldn't have gotten any. Is I would have been happy for my my buddy Scoots. He deserves it. But knowing Scoots, he probably already took down a bag of chips and a Red Bull this morning. He Big no, red. Cinnamon, no cinnamon rolls needed. He's dressed up. He's you look like you're going yeah. on the Manning Cats with your three quarters up. I've got a so I've got to go to work after the studio today and to have a game tonight. So long day coming up for me. And TJ, just so you know, I actually I, I quit Red Bulls. Cold turkey. I haven't had a Red Bull in probably two and a half months. So whoa, yeah. good for Scoots. Yeah. Okay. So you're you're dressed for the day. I am. You're. The- what you're you're going to be out and about all yeah. the way to when you call in a game later tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, won't get home till probably 9.30, 10 o'clock. So absolutely going to be a long day, but it should be a fun day. I'm looking forward to it. Well, good. I'm glad that you're excited about it. Uh, you do look sharp. Did you have a nice Monday? I did have a nice Monday. Yeah, I um, had to work. Then I, I got home about 5 o'clock, so I was able to do some relaxing, played a little... Played a little video games, watched a little TV. I started watching the Squid Games, so I watched probably three episodes of that last night. It's pretty good. Whoever suggested that on the text line, they weren't wrong. It was. It's all right. I've I've enjoyed it so far. 
Did you did did reality TV show on Netflix supersede watching Monday Night Football double screen? Uh, no. So we did have both games on, and I did not very I did not last very long into those games. I I think oh, I was in bed buddy. before nine o'clock last night. Wow, you missed <laughs> out on just I know it. two wonderful, epic, outstanding, world class football games. I think you're just saying that because Green Bay lost, and you're trying to rile me up. Uh, that was objectively like a bad football game the Packers and Giants like poorly played a lot of turnovers I think Green Bay had three the Giants had several themselves yeah but Tommy DeVito did the Italian thing yeah that's that's another that's a whole another weird thing he's he's a solid little player he's fun yeah he he is fun the family stuff I'd it was like Taylor Swift. Uh, it was a lot, but it's like, chick- you, it's like chicken or the egg. It? Did you watch it with Joe Buck? How was your viewing experience? I, I mean, I hate Troy Aikman. I, I can't say it enough. Like, oh yeah, because he hates the Packers. He hates right? the Pat. He hates any team that was like halfway decent when he was in the in the NFL. So yes, he hates the Packers. He always has. I thought maybe it was just an Aaron Rodgers thing. Like he felt you know kind of threatened or something like that. Uh, no, it's just a, it's just an overall Green Bay thing, and he always just sounds generally unhappy to be wherever he is at that moment that he's talking. I, I do get a little bit of that swarliness. Uh, I understand. I um, I chose to do the maining cast, and I initially was just going to double, like have the multi view up. Um, but when I turned it on, it was Nate Bargatze in the in the maining cast, and then they like they just the people they had on. Normally, I'm. I was just fascinated by the whole broadcast of it all because you know they had multiple monitors going and like half the time Peyton's just watching the game that they're not focused on. Um, but So I was just kind of fascinated with how the broadcast was going to work because they were watching two games at the same time while also having to kind of interview people. And the producers got some pre-made stuff ready to roll. Um, Nate Bargatze's dad did a magic trick for Peyton and Eli, which is pretty funny. Um, but the only problem was, is the joke was he acted like he messed up the card trick. And then at the very end, um, is like, actually, no, I got it right. This was your card the whole time. Uh, but they pan, they cut away from him before he could do the punchline. Uh, so it, either way, I was, I was fascinated by the Manning cast. Um, so I got to watch Kirk Cousins narrate the last bit of it. And he was actually really awesome with them sort of like talking about, um, two-minute operations, right? Like, um, if there's uh, – before it gets – if there's more than a minute on the clock, just get as many yards as possible. Once it gets under a minute, just get out of bounds. So, like, little things like that, like, hey, I wouldn't go man coverage here. I would go zone here. Um, but if they go for man, I might try to just end the game right here on third and three and just try to beat them going down the field. So, it was really interesting. And, uh, TJ, I, I admittedly was more walked into – um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you have your full forward to to bitch and moan about your Packers, which you should, because Jordan Love just kind of went back to early Jordan Love of the year. Um, but I was so locked in on Will Levis and Wondell Robinson, and Wondell was playing awesome. He kept having the big plays uh, in the big moments late in the game. But man, the Giants should have just easily put the Packers away. And then the the Saquon Barkley turnover. The fumble there, that it was just we had two games going down to the wire, and both had ridiculous fourth quarter moments happen for both teams. Both underdogs just shot themselves in the foot with the bazooka, and they somehow didn't implode. 
Barkley had the one fumble die, like just he lost his balance, ate, ate it on the turf, wasn't ruled down. They didn't touch him, fumbles it. Packers get the ball back inside the 30. And the Titans had not one but two fumbles. They had a muff punt and then a, a, a fumble down there um, on a sweep on the ne- very next play. Like they just gave them 14 points. So it was, it was a wild, wild finish and one that uh, I'm glad we got TJ because a lot of the backup quarterbacking in the NFL, I think, has made play worse. But at least last night, uh, it became became fun. Became fun. I, I'm. I will say this, even though I was I, I was steamed last night, like steam level, probably biscuits at least, maybe maybe even vegetables. I would imagine. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I, like all the way to broccoli. And, yeah, I, and I, I don't know. I had this stupid feeling. I was like, if I'm gonna stay up late and watch the Packers lose, I, like I spoke it into existence. I think I was like, if I'm gonna stay up late and watch the Packers. Lose to the freaking Giants. I'm probably not going to be happy. And then it's like 11:40 or something, and Giants with this easy chip shot field goal to win it, and it's good. Go to bed, TJ, you freaking loser. <laughs> it's just like I knew it. I knew that this was going to be how it all played out for for me tonight. It just ah, that, that's freaking Matt Lafleur. It, it just absolutely riles me to Bolivia. The second that he gets you excited about something, he's just going to pull the football away from you like Lucy. And, oh, that stunk. That stunk. And uh, Green Bay still have a chance to make the playoffs and still an easy schedule the rest of the way. But, like, literally just gave that game away after the Giants were literally trying to hand it to you on a platter. And I don't know. How often are you going to need to figure out to maybe – just maybe guard Wandale Robinson. And if you let that dude get a little bit of space with the ball, he's going to make people look silly. And they weren't, they acted like they'd never even known Wandale Robinson was on the scouting report. And he, they made life so easy for him. And he still made like two just insane catches. But the rest of the stuff, I bet Wandale would probably be the first to tell you, like, I was shocked how open I was from that time last time. He was wide open. Oh my open. gosh. Like, he was so open. And Roush, why do coaches in like late game situations? just totally changed their defensive philosophy. Play the Giants straight there. They only need to get to like the 40-yard line to kick a field goal to beat you, to beat you. And the only reason why losing is on the table is because you run the dumbest two-point conversion play to the short end of the field with one option, the dude running the ball. He gets it like eight yards from the goal line based on how the play is developed. All right, let's hope on the short side of the field, this guy can squeeze his way through traffic for eight yards for a two-point conversion. Let's definitely not put the ball in Jordan Love's hand, maybe roll him out, give him the option to run in, or just throw it to a a million different people. Don't do that. Let's just do a weird, stupid end-around to the the play that we've already done four times today. It worked one time. God forbid it worked one time because then he thought it was going to work every other time that they did it. I am so far out on Matt LaFleur. But I hated that, Roush, I said something nice about him yesterday. I feel like this is on me. Uh, yeah, the kind of karma got you. Um, and, uh, like, again, tough. just don't beat the Chiefs and the Lions, and you probably don't get me back on the train. But what do you go and do? You 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 beat the Lions. I'm at uh, the, the wife's family's Thanksgiving. Pretty good time. But I'm like, you know, I'm probably – I don't need to be fixated to the Packers game. It's the Lions. The Lions have their number. They're just probably a better football – Oh, my goodness gracious, Green Bay's winning. Well, sorry, Ant, whatever. I'm not going to talk to you because Green Bay's actually playing all right now. Then they win. Roush, they beat the freaking Chiefs, which was awesome. And then Patrick Mahomes saves his little out 
burst for the next week, but that's okay. Still fun to beat them. And then it's freaking the Giants. The four and six or seven or whatever their stupid record was, Giants. And they just pretty much kind of like totally outplayed you. Whoever lost that game wasn't going to feel good about it. Uh, Both teams probably felt like they gave it away, Saquon Barkley, quite literally. But that was pathetic, Roush. That Uh, that really – that was horrible. You just can't drop that game. There was a moment where um, Fat Randy walked onto the field and I was like, oh, gosh, the Giants, they're going to blow this again, aren't they? Um, Because it was a chip shot. I mean, I even – when who's your kicker now? I saw Mason Crosby's with the Rams. Who's your kicker now? The Carlson guy. There's like 36 Carlson kickers. We've got one of them. Yeah, you've got Anders, I believe. Um, he missed when, that. He's, he's been solid this year. He, but it's really disappointing he missed that one. It, it yeah, I, I thought that was going to be the difference maker when he missed that one. Yeah, like, yeah, you I, feel I, a lot I, better if like the Giants have to go get a touchdown to beat you on the other end. Although knowing the soft little baby coverage that we were playing in, they probably would have gotten a touchdown too if they needed that. Wandell would have. Would have been like Iowa in the Citrus Bowl. He would have just gotten wide open, and it all, all would have taken care of itself. But on it, well, I mean, that did happen. But it probably just would have happened again. So I was disappointed in that. I did like the two Monday night games. Uh, I did get really angry once the field goal went in, so I like instantly turned off my TV and like rolled over to go to bed. And then, of course, five minutes later, after I'm stewing in my Matt Lafleur thoughts, I like roll over again, and I. I scroll on Twitter and it's like, are the Titans really going to do this? Oh my gosh, this game's insane. So I do reluctantly turn the TV back on to watch the end of that. But I'm, if you're the NFL, you just have to like, in your offseason meetings, just how do we continue to make a bajillion dollars in this league? Is like two Monday night games, is that maybe the future? Do you just have a game on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday? I don't know. I feel like the NFL can't get enough at prime time, and it's because it just always delivers. And I wish the times would have been staggered yesterday, like 7.30, 8.15, or maybe even like 8.15, Not that it was stayed up for the nine game. And I don't want later, but I just wish they were probably staggered because they both went to halftime at the same time. But I like that, Roush. I enjoyed the two Monday night games. I, maybe something there. Yeah, I I did as well. Um, especially the fact that they both went down to the wire, so it, it just created for uh, it really delivered in that final thirty minutes. Because, like I said earlier, the the Titans just handed them, and really they handed them twenty one points because Will Levis threw. They called up a screen pass that was a pick six on one of the first plays of the game. So the the Titans handed them twenty one points and still went on the road and beat a nine and three Dolphins team that. Uh, still has not defeated a team over 500 uh, at the time they played this season. Um, uh, one of the teams is now over 500, the Broncos. But, um, yeah, they've just been beating the bunch of nobodies. The Titans came in, played some defense. Tyreek Hill got hurt, and when they went down, they did not flinch. Uh, I don't know what it was. I, I, I'm guessing the Dolphins did something similar because – the Manning cast did kind of cut away from that Titans game on the drive that got them within six points. So they go down 14 after the second straight fumble, less than three minutes to go. 767 straight teams had lost in such scenarios, right? Down 14 points with less than three minutes to play. Levis marches him down the field, hits DeAndre Hopkins, kind of on a no look while he's rolling out in the end zone um, with about a minute and – or no, a little over two minutes to play. Uh, they had all their timeouts, 
and were able to force a Miami punt um, before the two-minute warning. And the guy for the Dolphins, it was third and three. He had a chance to just run for the first down. Instead, he cut outside to try to get out of bounds. He gets tackled short. So on fourth and one, they're kind of scrambling to get up on the line. They can't spike it. The clock's running. And Tua gets sacked. That, that was that was game, set, match. That was – actually, I got my drives mixed up there. Because um, Levis did drive them down. That was that was the final drive of the game. But on the next one, or on the next Titan scoring drive, it was just like, boom, big play to DeAndre Hopkins. Like, say, very similar to uh, the Giants. You're like, hey, maybe guard that one guy. And Hopkins on just the first play, the drive starter they needed. Peyton and Eli are like, you just got to get positive yards. Just get positive yards. Hopkins gets like a 35-yard chunk play uh, right away. Gets them. They don't. They they need a touchdown, but they're basically in the red zone, um, and just go marching right on in. Uh, Levis lost it. It was so cool. It was just, oh man, I I'd never had that feeling before with two UK guys shining like that at the same time in prime time. Uh, Wandale tweeted after the game, just to think this time a year ago I was flying to LA for my surgery, right? Uh, Levis this time a year ago had been sacked a hundred thousand times and was on his way to, to running into a brick wall at the NFL draft. So to see those guys have success is, is very cool. Totally agree with you. Uh, more so Will Levis, at least in regards to last night, but I am happy for Wandell and can can feel the pain of a lot of uh, SEC teams and Big Ten teams and Iowa and, and L last night. I, I can relate now, folks. I can sadly relate. One more thing to whine and moan about yeah. the Packers. Please, please move Matt LaFleur more because I'd like to add some gas on that fire. There, Because there was some times where you're just like, Matt LaFleur, have you coached football before? It's every freaking time. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it, it, if it's a big game, he's going to let you down. Or if it's like an important game for Green Bay in terms of their season goals, he's going to let you down. But Green Bay's losses this year. The ones that they 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 lost to the Lions and the Vikings by by two scores. They revenged that Lions loss. They'll get the Vikings a little bit later on. But the other losses, one point to Desmond Ritter and the Falcons. Four points to whatever dumb quarterback was playing for the Raiders that day. Oh, yeah. Two points to the Broncos in a game that you had just all all lined up for you. Four points. To the Steelers, which no offense, fellas, but like that, you know, that was a winnable game. It was a winnable game. And then now two points to the Giants. So two points to the Giants, four points to the Steelers, two points to the Broncos, four points to the Raiders, one point to the Falcons. That's a lot of losses within four points. Five and losses, I, I don't know. Five losses for a total of 13 points. Crazy. I, I I may chalk that up to coaching. I don't know. I don't know. You're coming up short a lot, a lot, very short, just so close a couple times. I don't know. I would put that on the coaching. Cram it up your cram hole, LaFleur. Well, some of that is like the end of half situation where, I mean, not you have all those timeouts. There's burning holes in your pocket. You don't use one so you can dump it off to a running back who doesn't just run out of bounds. Like what? Oh, it's not going to be started on like the lack of discipline from this team as well and the dumb penalties and just doing stupid little crap. Yeah. Um, you know, actually, I think we have, we can, we can close the book on the Green Bay Giants game. I feel like that was well discussed. 
Well, one texter on the Thornton's text line did say, um, uh, oh, look, uh, another end around with Jaden Reed for the 100th time. Cramming up your cram hole floor. You stink. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree with that texter. It could have been my text if I didn't know any better at midnight last night. Uh, a morning grab-and-go texter on the Thornton's text line says, well, we'll, we'll try to get with the Packers once here. TJ, your Packers couldn't even beat an awful Giants team starting Danny DeVito, a quarterback. That's not a joke either. The Giants, on the other hand, are. Cost me a 17 money line parlay. Can we disqualify the NFC North and South from the playoffs this year? All right, well, let's not lump the North in with the South. Let's just do that. I'm sorry <laughs> that Green Bay cost you a money line parlay. I would have told you to stay away from it. I did think Green Bay was going to win, but I didn't think they were going to cover. Um, but, yeah, sorry. Sorry about that. that that's a bummer. What I ooh, after Green Bay went ahead but didn't get the two point conversion, Roush, you could get the Giants money line plus 250 before they even got the ball that last possession. Ooh. So I sprinkled a little bit on it just to be like, I think, I think Green Bay's going to give up a field goal here. There's way too much time. They were playing their soft little defense, and uh, I didn't think Wandale was going to rip off like a 50 yarder, but uh, you know, whatever. At least I made a little bit of money on it, unlike you, texter on the grab-and-go, Thornton's text line. Uh, let's see if there's any other ones about oh, – okay, here we go. John here. Good morning, everyone. Hey, TJ, who cares, brother? Your pack attack loss. You might bounce back. On a side note, Daniel Jones is in trouble. Uh, yes, I think Daniel Jones is in trouble. Does DeVito find a starting job somewhere else? And if you Google DeVito's agent, you'll find Sean P. Stilato. The Italian connection is running beautifully. I'm 16% Italian myself based on Ancestry DNA. This is a great story, my friends. We'll got to go talk to you later. Man, I did see a picture of his agent, and he looks exactly like I thought Tommy DeVito's agent would look. It just—it all seems like it, it like it seems like Lynn Sanity, but with like an Italian twist. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you just wonder how is this story going to end, and how is the mob going to be involved? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, uh, I think I saw somebody also say that the only thing they don't like about his agent is in the movie, he's definitely defrauding everyone. <laughs> Which is totally true. Oh, yeah, this man. is like the, the fun montage part of the movie. And then we're going to get like 10 years later, he's behind oh, yeah. bars. <laughs> Another texture on the Thornton's text line, the grab and go textures. Says, morning, fellas. Oh, this is a very long one, John and Lake Forest. Last night, I, w- I wound down for the evening reading Jeff Drummond's recap of Coach Cal's radio show on Cats Illustrated. The comments to Cal talking about playing two bigs blows my mind. Do we have the dumbest fan base in all of college basketball? How do you not play Mitchell and Bradshaw together for extended periods of time? It's an easy question. Tie game, four minutes to go. Who are the five players you're putting on the floor? If Mitchell and Bradshaw aren't in that five, then you're lying as the infamous Mugato once said, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. That's from John and Lake Forest. John, it was a long text, but it's something we're definitely going to talk about. And you bring up a lot of good points. So as always, mm-hmm. you're on you're on the money. Roush, maybe we take our first break and then morning grab and go textures. We see you. We hear you. We'll get to you. Especially uh, if they're talking about the Packers. We're the set, to to I those. think most of them are not. But if you want to keep roasting me in Green Bay, I totally deserve it. I mean, we lost to the freaking Giants with some bum quarterback who actually is okay, but still you shouldn't lose to them in that game, meaning as much as it did. And now the Giants are right back in the playoff 
moving it to seven teams, I didn't like it. I still don't like it, but it's in goal of keeping more teams involved oh, and it, fan it, bases involved. It, it, it definitely it, works. It's yeah. successful in that regard. Because every like, time a team gets a shocking win, there's like, wait, you know, you start doing the math in your head. Like, if we win a couple games here, we could. It makes December a lot of fun. Uh, I will say, there's something about Giants fans too that uh, they. What's the word I'm looking for? Is Aaron Gershon from the Cats Paws? He is a long-suffering <laughs> Giants fan, and I loved. I like. There's something about the Monday pressers. Always love coming in and talking to people about their NFL teams, and he it's Giants fans are kind of like Kentucky football fans, except they actually had like peaked, like they 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 reached the highest of highs not that long ago, but it's been really bad ever since. It's almost like they made a deal with the devil to beat that undefeated Patriots team, and now they're kind of just living with the consequences. So even like th- this brief fleeting moment with Tommy DeVito is their Super Bowl, and they're just loving every minute of it. And I can't say I blame them. Can't say I blame them one bit. I think every NFL fan base, their their fans kind of have an identity. And it, it almost made last night worse. Because I think the Giants is just like, hey, we suck. We're going to talk crap, but we suck. Oh, my gosh, you all are going to lose to us? <laughs> you losers. It makes it even worse. Just like knowing yeah. that the fan base knows their team isn't good, but they're still just reveling in, in your team's misery. Anyways, our – well, not our one. Segment one is done. Segment two is coming up next. We'll get to more of the texters. We'll get to what John is referring to on Coach Cal's press conference from last night. Yes, people were fired up about it. Another texter says, it's okay, TJ, to just grin and bear it. Bear down. I got something for you, Chicago fans, a little later Ooh. in the season. Suck it to the Bears. I'm not going to take that from a Bears fan. We'll be back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on a fun little Tuesday morning. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. If we don't hear more from Scoots in segment number two, I'm just going to lose it. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. What's in the bag? The Packers winning next year's Super Bowl. That's what's in the bag. Welcome back. Tuesday edition, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. You're starting your morning with us, or if you're listening on podcasts, whatever time of the day it is, thank you for listening. The Text line is sponsored by Thornton's, and we love the grab-and-go texters. We'll get to them. I do want to remind people about Shady Rays for this holiday season. ShadyRays.com, polarized sunglasses. Use the promo code BIGX, and you're going to save 40% off on your entire order. Highly recommend just going to ShadyRays.com, checking out their website. You get just you, you will be blown away with all the options, all the different selections, and you will see why you have over 250 – Verified, excuse me, not certified, verified five-star reviews, and uh, they're a great company. They do. They've got a 100% money-back guarantee. If you don't like them, you send them in, you're going to get your money back. If something happens to them, you break them, you lose them, you just want another replacement, uh, a small processing fee, and they will replace your sunglasses. Free shipping, returns, and exchanges. 
and they've got great support system on their website. ShadyRays.com, and remember that promo code BIGX at checkout for 40% off. Roush, uh, I, I was I know this is kind of a spot where we can go a bunch of different directions, but let's talk about the the John Calipari comments from yesterday that that Man. one player brought up. Poor Joan Calamezzo had a busy night just getting everybody who got all worked up um, because John Calipari said he's got to find ways to play two big guys together. Um, first things first, for everybody who thought John Calipari was going to play five out the entire year, what drugs are you taking and can I have some? Um, I would like that. They would be enjoyable because you're just – there's no – that was never going to be a thing. Secondly, uh, yeah, he, I think what he's saying is actually a positive. Uh because, let's face it, playing two bigs together, it's a little bit different if it's Oscar Sheboy and, um, I don't know, who was the four that couldn't shoot that Oscar Sheboy played with. It's a little bit different when that was happening. Bradshaw hit a three. Trey Mitchell's shooting, what, like 34% from three this year, give or take? Um, playing these two guys together on the floor is not the same as playing um, I, I'm drawing a blank on fours that can't shoot. Kentucky's had lots of them. Toppin but. could shoot. Uh, probably didn't actually use him enough out on the perimeter, but it, he didn't seem comfortable a lot of times being it's the true. one pulling up the Still shot. That Arkansas but game when he Trey, was Mi- yeah. Trey Mitchell's always gonna let it rip. Yeah, yeah, he's not gonna he's not gonna be shy about that stuff. Keon Brooks would let it rip, but uh, admittedly, I think Cal then they just they felt better about Brooks shooting a 16 footer than a 22 or 23 footer, Correct. and they try to put him in positions to to do as much. Derek Willis, you know, he he was a four that they would let fire the ball up, but guess what? People really like that UK team. They thought it was fun to watch. So, yeah, it, it, it's it's a different it's a different setup this year. And it's especially different because you got a month of one thing and now you're going to get a month of another thing and you may get a month after that of another thing. And we just, we're all trying it on for size right now. And some people heard those quotes last night and it was like a pair of gator boots they put on Roush. They, yeah, not for them. They they couldn't do it. They just didn't even, didn't even want to entertain doing a little spin in them. They didn't like what they saw. No, thank you. They liked what they had previously. Other people, I think, didn't freak out, you know. Maybe the Gator boots aren't for them, but they—I'm going to try them for a little bit. I'm going to take them home, see what I think of them. Here's the actual quote: If Scoots has it pulled up for us, what's the best way of playing with two bigs? Do we space the quarter with elbows? But see, our bigs can shoot threes, so you don't have to do high low and jam up the lane. Um, it's just different. Um, how do we play against the switching defense? I don't, I don't know. Scoots, can we have a big issue with that? I, I mean, I don't – I came in this morning and I was scrolling through the text line after you had sent them over, and I don't, I don't understand. Why is everybody so mad? Like, I don't – I just – I don't get it. Like, don't you want Trey Mitchell and Bradshaw on the floor at the same time? Isn't that what you want? I mean, it's not like he was saying, let's put Bradshaw and Onyenzo and, and Big Z out there together. Like, that – then I'd have a problem, but Roush, you're muted. Roush, you're muted. Sorry, I I, I was <laughs> I tried to pull it up. Uh, that's the part for me where I just don't like those. 
guys are going to play together quite a bit. And part of the reason that makes Trey Mitchell so valuable is that he can pick and pop. Um, so I just don't, I don't, I don't understand it. I, I, I really don't. Like I, I've been as adamant about getting bigs that clog up the lane out of the game as much as anybody. But you can, these, these, they aren't them. And to his point, the part of the quote that like people just like turn their ears off for was, I don't want to just go high low and log jam it up. I've got to find a way to play them both together and not jam it up. I mean, he's he's acknowledging that he doesn't want two bigs to clog up the floor because that's the strength of this team so far. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm like I don't I don't know what more you want from the guy because that's going to, they're going to be playing together whether you like it or not. I mean, they're they're too valuable uh, and I'm, I think also they're pretty good to have on the defensive end too to give him some size some length and some rebounding so yeah i i just don't i don't understand there's a portion of this fan base and it's mostly the not as smart portion of this fan base that has probably i don't know two to three years ago it seems like something happened where it's just cal can't do anything can't say right. anything yeah. without it just being nitpicked people upset about it mad about it uh, and, and it's a annoying part of this fan base, and it didn't used to be like this. It didn't, had, didn't always used to be like this. Not that everybody would always take what the coach said as like the gospel, and you you weren't going to push back or question on it. There's all even in the early days of Calipari era, he'd say stuff that people the the draft pick thing. You know, he's always had a way to seem to fire people up, but it has been amplified the last few years. And folks, I just remind you that like those. Cal can't help but give people a chance to tell on themselves every now and then. Like he just, you know, these people are, guess what? If Kentucky narrowly beats a bad team or loses a game that it shouldn't lose, I bet these people that always get super worked up over the small little things that Calipari says, or they take things out of context, or they try to twist everything to just have the slightest little bit of negative spin on it. Those are going to be people pounding the drums sounding the alarms and freaking out when things don't go well. It's a portion of this fan base. They're super annoying, and it's best just to ignore them or laugh at them when they get so worked up over such a harmless quote. Yes, if you don't think that Trey Mitchell and Bradshaw for the next uh, three and a half months are going, four months maybe, are going to play significant amount of time together on the court because one is a fifth-year college basketball player that can shoot threes and is as experienced as pretty much anybody else in the entire sport is. And the other one is a seven foot one freak big that NBA teams are absolutely in love with. And people don't think they should be on the court together. Uh, it, they're going to be. And if you don't think they should be, you just don't know basketball. Uh, and your opinion, unfortunately, in this regard is invalid. Now, Roush, do we want to see some, some like, did we enjoy when they only had one big at times? In November, yeah, there's there were some fun moments there. So I'm not saying that you have to force the issue. If Trey Mitchell needs a break, give him a break. If if Bradshaw needs a break, give him a break. And Scoots is right. He's not saying when Uganda comes back and Big Z goes back, well, there's four out of your five starters. I don't maybe we put Wagner in there as the guard with those four. He ain't saying that stuff. All he's doing is saying, How do I find a way to make things as open with the two bigs? I don't want to clog things down. He said everything that people should want to hear from him. <laughs> but Jeff Drummond didn't Jeff Drummond's tweet, while I don't think he was like intentionally trying to he's, drag he's typing, Cal. He's typing quickly. 
He did, and, and yeah. I think he could have done a, a slightly better job with that. I'm sure he would admit it to no big deal. Jeff Drummond's a good guy. But then once it was out there, Roush, the floodgates were open and people were going to freak well, out. But they're I, telling on themselves, folks. They will. Just point them out. Just say you're a Cal hater and you're, you know, we, we get you. I likened it to um, Mark Stoop saying, um, we've got to get A.J. Rose more touches, like right on the heels of, the, the Lynn Bowden year where they ran the ball and couldn't throw the ball a lot. Like, hey, we got to get A.J. Rose and uh, Chris Rodriguez. we got to find ways to get both of them touches. When all fans want is for them to find a way to pass the ball, right? Like, that. that's the best comp I can think of. And I just I, – I do think that people are just quick to jump on Cal right now because, yeah, do we all want him to – them to keep running up and down the court sure we mentioned it last night uh or yesterday excuse me uh, but like there's there's got to be part of it where like this it, it, I, i'm skipping a thornton's i'm cutting a line for the grabbing go textures but the texter said this team will be better running but they need to be able to execute in the half court as well when is a better time to work on that than in these early season games and like that's part of it too in the ncaa tournament i th- that was john from lake forest's best point i think of it all um, that I think really gets to the heart of it is that even by the end of the year, your best five is probably going to include some form of Bradshaw with uh, Trey Mitchell. So, like, yeah, Cal needs to figure out a way to get them both on the court at the same time and yeah, still and, operate offensively. And we'll we'll get to it on the text line. People weren't happy with some of my Cal criticisms over the weekend uh, on Monday, and. I, I probably didn't phrase it the best way. If I could go back and restate, instead of maybe sounding slightly whiny, I would more be like, I just hope these aren't signs of things to come. And we'll get to those texts because there was there was a couple people that had issues with things that I said yesterday. Um, but I, I I think that there is Cal's not above criticism. He's going to do things in games that we're not going to love. He is liable to say something that we're not going to love away from a game or off the court, potentially. I just, last night was not one of them. Uh, People are having a hard time being able to differentiate what is like worth getting upset about or something that's troublesome and something that's not. Nothing he said last night was a red flag. I I mean, just factually wasn't. Another thing. I think people tell on themselves, Scoots. Another thing with Bradshaw and Trey Mitchell is they may not be used like this, but aren't those guys completely interchangeable? Like, couldn't couldn't Trey Mitchell play the five if need be, Bradshaw at the four, and you could vice versa, same thing? I mean, the, the only difference, yeah. I think, in the players is the fact that Bradshaw has four more inches on him. But I don't think it matters. I mean, you could not only play them both at the same time, but they're interchangeable. Here's what I just don't want. I just don't want Trey Mitchell on the block. Scoots, I think you're right, and we've seen them use Trey on the block a little bit here and there. And again, there can be one offers. He could get sealed on a guy that's 6'3", and it just you know makes sense to try to feed him down there. Mouse in the house situation, Roush. But I don't want him on the block. So while you're right, they are, I, I would rather him be floating and Bradshaw on the block, and partially is because of the size thing. And yeah, just to show that I was having a little bit of a rough Monday. Like I, I could not he did I went back and rewatched the highlights. He does not look like this like seven foot one dude out there on the court. And I think as I was having a tough time explaining it, Roush, you you summed it up perfectly and in a succinct fashion that like, yeah, he just looks like a guard in a seven footer's body. And did, uh, I, I, 
that that would be my only thing, Scoots. Is yes, I think they are interchangeable. I just I don't want Trey Mitchell on the on the block. Uh. Thanks, TJ, for correctly pointing out that I'm so great at doing my job. I'm great at radio. I'm good looking. I'm funny. I'm really just maybe the best guy you know. Uh, and Lucy agrees too. Wow, the Walker's really complimentary of the Rationator this morning. Did anybody? Did you? Did you see the pictures? The the transformation pictures of Aaron Bradshaw too? Yeah, uh, to the point where I was like, this this has got to be fake. <laughs> it really does. Because like also. How were you? Did you not lift weights ever before you came to Kentucky? Because it, I actually think that there was a story that like he had never lifted weights before. Uh, is that okay. a thing? Am I making that up, or is that another player? I mean, I if you show me the pictures, I would not be surprised um, because he's just like skin and bones, and then it's like, oh, let's go in the weight room for a little bit, and he's got all these popcorn mu muscles just popping out all over the place now. Um, I think he'd gained like 11, 12 pounds or something like that. So uh, that was on the, I want to say that was on the UK basketball Instagram page, uh, but I'm not quite sure. Not quite positive. Are cookies for breakfast this morning, DJ? This is, is that... uh, like a little health bar, I think. What are we eating here, Lucy? Oh, is it, it's a bar. Okay. Yeah. What are you having for breakfast? What are you going to have bar? for lunch? What are you going to oh, have yeah. for lunch today? Oh, she's sharing. That is so sweet. A cheeseburger for you're not having a cheeseburger today. Cheeseburgers for lunch. What's your favorite food? Oh, a bar. A bar. Oh, love bars. Oh, there we go. All right. So have a good, good day, Lucy. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad we're talking. I'm glad we have something like to talk about. I'm glad there's some scandal, uh, but this is a dumb one. So I'm actually not glad about it. Yeah, but we could just talk more about Matt LaFleur. We could. We could. I've got plenty more to vent about it. A texter, a morning grab-and-go texter says, you think Kentucky's issues are just their inability to close out games? Should have closed out Kansas and UNC Wilmington after second half leads. Almost blew their lead to St. Joe's and Penn. wouldn't say they almost blew their lead to Penn. I mean, in the right. second half, Penn made it interesting, but I, I, mean, I guess technically Plumlee broke too. You could be right because if you give up a lead, it is technically a blown lead. But they didn't against Penn. No, there's they, they are not like closing out halves, Roush, and closing out games is an issue. That's an issue. It goes on coaching. Cal needs to clean these things up. Now, is it Cal's fault? All of these things, like, is it when a this is always a stupid radio or podcast debate? Like, when a player makes a mistake, is it the player's fault or is it the coach's fault? Somewhere in between. But Roush always had this philosophy that, like, at the end of the day, it all falls back on coaching. Like, they're your players. You're the one telling them what to do. If they don't do it consistently enough, that still falls back on you. They're up 16, Roush, with 65 seconds to go in the first half. And what were they up at halftime? 10 or 8? Oh, something like that. It was a crazy late run to the point where I didn't really believe it. I want to say that I stepped into the other room um, and was doing something. And then I saw the score and was like, wait, that can't be right. Am I looking at the right game? It was, it was silly. Yeah. So you're up 16 with 65 seconds left and you go into the halftime lead 10 points. Roush, you're up 12 with the last shot. Like, and this has happened now a couple different times where you have the last shot and the other team finds a way to score when you have the last shot. Like, that's stuff that gets you beat in March and you don't forget it the rest of your life. Like, those are just the little things this team cannot do that Cal's got to be better at. 
And Plumlee Bro 2 is right. Like closing out games, closing out halves to make it just a little bit more broad because they are doing it in the first half too. That's just you gotta play smart basketball in those situations. And you gotta really, really value the possession. And it almost seems like this team, which values possession so well and they're so unselfish, they just in the final like 30, 40 seconds, they just kind of change. Um, they gotta work on that. They gotta be better at that. Another texter on the grab-and-go text line. We're trying to get to these first-segment texters first. Mook says, man, last night had every version of Will Levis. He threw an inexcusable interception, a back-breaking fumble. Then he carved up a soft zone defense, scrambled, leveled Jalen Ramsey. Then the Titans fans got a glimpse of the ultra Levis where he chest-bumped a defensive back, a defensive lineman. He he chest bumped a back defensive lineman into the earth. Really happy for this win for my Titans. And that's from Mook. Rightfully so. Oh man. Um, I would also like to say, if you all haven't checked Vince Merrill's Twitter account uh, yet, just click on the replies uh, because there was some Louisville fan that was um, trying to trash talk Will Levis uh, at one point last night. I don't get and, that. Uh, yeah. Which is, it's very funny. Um, cause like they lost to him like by a million points. Um, and he scored like a hundred thousand touchdowns. Um, <laughs> so that makes it even funnier. But, uh, Vince just replied to one of those tweets of some mobile fan. He said, don't worry. It's going to be okay, buddy. <laughs> such a, such a bless your heart. Oh man. Oh gosh. I think that was like the U of L student section, Twitter account too. Um, <laughs> Scoots, how about teams that are down 14 with under three minutes to go are 0 and 767 since 2016 until the Titans broke that streak last night? Seems like we've had a lot of streak breakers lately. There was, I can't think of the instance, what was it, two weeks ago, but there was another weird stat like that. A team was down and came back, and it was no, never done in NFL history before. Yeah, crazy, crazy. It was, I woke up this morning and I, I'm in a betting chat and they were just going crazy. Most of them were on, were on Miami, I guess it was. Yeah. Cause they were all, you know. well, cause the thing was, is that it would have been a much worse beat if you were on the Titans. I mean, they, they had the lead or were in control of the game for most part and were about to blow Blow it is 13 and a half point underdogs with two fourth quarter fumbles. But I wasn't mean, Miami up? Was, wasn't Miami up by two touchdowns at one point? Yeah. With, with, with three minutes minutes to go. And, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That okay. was the stat. Yeah, yeah. Buddy, you you're the one who got all the sleep. You gotta wake it up. I'm not uh, awake. Confirmed. South and Josh here. The U of L fans whining about Florida State and the committee is completely self-serving and disingenuous. They're not mad Florida State got left out. They're mad they talked all this junk about going to the Orange Bowl and it blew up in their faces. They're capping for a conference. They complain, conspires against them, and hates them. It's comical. I just I don't I don't know. They're I feel like U of L fans are doing the we deserve. Like the ACs, Florida. I don't like Florida State, but they deserve to be in there. I don't know if they're the best team, but they deserve to be in there. That's what U of L fans are doing. I think they're doing it, South and Josh, more to just like cover their own ass if they're in a similar spot and they get left out, they can cry. Um, Florida State didn't deserve to be there because they're not one of the best four teams. It's really as simple as that. Scooch, do we need to take our daily double break? We do, yeah. Go for it. What do you have in store for us in hour number two? Uh, I'm not sure. We may never get there if you don't take a break, so let's do it.
Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call, coming up next here on The Big X. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Fantasy football regular seasons all across the globe coming to an end last night. How did we do, fellas? I think Scoots did. Was this the year you weren't going to play? This is the year that I did the whole DraftKings thing. They did. They did the whole best ball thing, and I did twenty ten dollar lineups last week or last night was the end of the first round. Guess how many I have advancing to round two? Zero. Uh, yeah. Zero. One. Zero. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty ticked you off. Did, pretty ticked. You off. did that. You did the head shake. I figured it maybe wasn't good news. Yeah, it, it was not. I was. I looked at them all this morning, and I was like, surely I had one advance. Because, I mean, that's all it takes. You just need one to advance. And, yeah, nothing. So, pretty pretty mad. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. I got in one league, didn't get in the other, had the same record in both leagues. Just uh, point tiebreakers got me in one mm. and, and kept me out of another. But the big money league, I'm still rolling in. So, if there was one, I guess it would be the big money league. But uh yeah not not my not my best fantasy year all things considered I, I liked my team's fine in both leagues but uh I'm, and I'm playing the points champion in the playoffs in my big money league I had to win two straight to get in and then now I get the points champion in the first round so it's been tough sledding but mm-hmm. you know what I, my team is tough we had to buy into the playoff mindset weeks ago where this other guy he, he you know he doesn't know what a big game is he doesn't know what a tough game is our players are going to be ready for it. I think we're going to shock the world this this week. It's like the wild card teams of the MLB playoffs. They're just not going to be ready. They're they're not in the mm-hmm. right mindset. We've been on life support for a bit. We know <laughs> what it's like to play, survive, and advance. These jokers have no idea what's coming their way. Welcome back to hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Uh, but make sure your commissioner's doing your payouts. If you have season points or number one seed or whatever it is, make sure your commissioner's on, on top of it. I uh my playoffs don't start until next week, and I've got uh, I'm playing the worst team playoffs. In, I'm playing the worst team in the league, so I might if I get a win and get some help elsewhere, there's a chance I could sneak in. It's it's a long shot, but my playoff hope stayed alive thanks to Saquon Barkley uh, scoring two touchdowns last night. Gosh, I have him in the league. I didn't make the playoffs in. He was great all season. Really, the reason I'm probably not making the playoffs is because he missed all those games. And if he plays in those games, he had a really good year. I know this was a money year for him. Uh, he, he had a pretty good season. Of course, he had that fumble, which nearly cost the Giants the game, which would have been awesome. But don't worry, Giants and Saquon Barkley. Matt LaFleur was going to make sure you all came out of that bad boy with a win. Get your text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. We have a ton of text. I think we got to the morning grab-and-go texters, except for maybe two. Uh, nope, actually, a lot. There's there's still several. Hey, fellas, Brad from Bellbrook here. Joe Flacco has five touchdown passes in two games, while Kenny Pickett has six touchdown passes in 12 games. Suck at Scoots and Roush. Oh, no. Gil gave Flacco's me- back. 
Gil gave me this stat last night, and he's like, Joe Flacco's only got one less touchdown pass than Kenny Pickett. And I just looked at him, and I was like, are you surprised? Kenny Pickett's been awful. And I don't – Roush, I can get your opinion on this. I don't know if it's Kenny Pickett's awful or they just won't let him do what Kenny Pickett can do. What do you think? Well, part of it was Matt Canada. They have fired him. Um, and Kenny looked better in the one game without it, and then he got hurt. So sure. I think that I think that has something to do with it. Right? Like yeah. it's not completely on his fault. And also the the Steelers offensive line not as nearly as good as the Browns offensive line, so it's easier for Joe Flacco to have success. That's true. Um but the 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 there are systemic offensive problems with the Steelers that firing Matt Canada won't solve overnight. So yeah, I saw where Pickett's out again this week. Um, and what's going to end up happening, Scoots, is you know it. They're going to lose a couple games here and be just good enough to not get a good draft pick and miss the playoffs by a game. Yeah, by the way, that game last week completely turned me off. I'm not going to the Colts Steelers this Sunday or Saturday. What? What? Nope, I'm not. You're scared? No I'm, scoots in the big city? I'm not scared. I know, but I, we got to go back to the scene of the scooter crime. I'm, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not scared. I just don't want to go all the way to Indy and spend 100, 200 bucks that day and for my team to lay an egg because that's what's going to happen. They're horrible. Okay. With the backup, our, I mean, you, you would be paying to watch Mitch Trubisky or exactly, Mason Rudolph. So, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. In I'm, all reality, okay. in all reality, my, my brother dropped the ball and didn't order the tickets, and now they're like $70 more expensive. So, good mm. job. Good job, brother. Gil would have never. No. 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 Gil wouldn't let something like that slip through his fingers. Yeah, okay, that makes more sense, though. I was going to say, if you're just going to go now because you're disappointed in the Steelers, that's silly. <laughs> that would be a funny reason. <laughs> it's a, it's the NFL, you know? like it, it's They'll put on a show. It'll be a good game, I bet. Sure. A texter on the Thornton's text line, grab-and-go texter, says, what happened with the Notre Dame center and the portal, any other portal offensive line portal options? Why don't you say portal a few more times, buddy? Kentucky doesn't need a center. He's coming back next year. So why would they – why would he want to go to Kentucky? I don't – yeah, it's pretty pretty cut and dry there. Um but uh, elsewhere, that's what's going to be hard, uh, really, is getting some of these guys. Like, I really like the kid from Indiana, but they're not guaranteeing a starting spot for him. Um, I think he's going to visit here this weekend, Carter Smith. Um, one kid had a whole rundown of them all. There's a guy whose name's like Papadazio or something like that, really long name from the West Coast, who's an option. So there's other offensive line options out there. Uh, but, yeah, I, I would just say that, it's going to be tough getting offensive linemen when you kind of have your starters there. Um, you'd like to just have an offensive tackle to be able to compete there with Cortland Ford. Hopefully that answers your, your question, Texter. Yep. Uh, texter on the Thornton Stacks line. Ooh, say, is that a morning grab and go? Mm. Oh, he had one. I know Louisville basketball is really bad, so here's just a reminder for everyone that they're first graders that have never seen Louisville beat Kentucky in football. That's all. Oh, back to my text earlier about Louisville football on top of losing Kentucky again. For an entire week, we heard about how the cards were going to a New Year's Six Bowl. It was guaranteed. Well, that didn't because Stoop said, no Orange Bowl for you in the Soup Nazi voice from Seinfeld. Have a great day. No Orange Bowl for you. You even uh, were ready to guarantee it. 
Oh, I did. Yeah, I, yeah. I, did. I did. I guaranteed it probably five to six times over. I didn't think there was any way that they'd actually keep Florida State out, but I'm, I'm very glad they did. Uh, it's going to make mm-hmm. for a much more fun college football playoff, Roush. Oh, man. A lot like, I'm, pumped for, I'm pumped for Alabama-Michigan. Yeah, that's going to be. Very same. excited for that. And then Texas-Washington is probably going to be, like, even the more appealing game. You know, probably more points. Could see weirder, wackier things happening in that one. Alabama-Michigan, most likely, probably anywhere in, like, the 10 to 24-point range, somewhere in that, where Texas-Washington, you could get some fireworks. But all in all, thank you for not putting Florida State in. I don't really care so much where what bowl or where L goes. I just want to beat them in the Governor's Cup. We did that, so I'm a happy boy. Um, but I, I don't care about L. I'm just happy Florida State didn't make it for my viewing pleasure. Yeah. Um, I Did you know that the, this weekend we've got a bunch of bowl games too? There's something like six on Saturday. No, but like, remember when bowl challenges used to be awesome and fun and now just nobody ever does them and they're worthless? Yeah, that part. As a kid, I, I like loved bowl challenges. It, it was like a little bit of, it was like an appetizer of March Madness, but for bowls. Yeah, it just, it sucks because you just don't, you kind of, you can't really pick until right before the game. You don't know who's playing. You don't know who's playing. You just assume that like nobody's playing. You don't know which team really cares about it or not. Like it's not, I, and I'm not, this, I'm not trying to make this like an old man bowl take because they're bowl games where they, did they ever mean a ton one way or another? Not, not really all that much, but mm-hmm. they're not even fun to really pick anymore. Cause you've got no clue. You have no idea. Like you, is USC going to be able to field a team in the holiday bowl? Speaking of UofL. They they have just had everybody drop out. Yeah, which is, I mean, Louisville should be able to just kind of walk all over them. Um, Clemson's I've, had their fair share of dropouts for this oh, one yeah. as well. They, they've got a lot. Um, there's one, two, three, four, five. Like there's there's at least six bowl games with interim head coaches in it, and a couple of them um, have interim coaches facing interim coaches. So and then the Sun Bowl, they've got uh, quarterback twos where their QB ones have entered the portal. So like, a lot of backups, a lot of interim coaches. Um, that's why you just got to tread tread carefully. What do y'all think of my hair today? Uh, looks like a normal hair day. Yeah, that's what I was getting ready to say. It's the exact same as it always is. Yeah, right. When, this is worse. When you normal. all when you all go from home, your hair always looks like that, guaranteed. That's a lie. I mean, yeah, it's just a lie. It doesn't always look like that. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it looks really good. Tonight, today, this morning, not one of my best, I, but that's all right. I couldn't tell you the last time y'all went from home and you had a good hair day, TJ. Well, we roasted Roush's hat yesterday. I'll post what I look like this morning. <laughs> um, Roush, some of the comments about your hat on the Instagram page were pretty funny. No, oh, yeah. I enjoyed them quite a bit. Quite a bit. Um, I think people agree with your with your wife on the on the hat take. I just got bad taste. Um, let's see. We had Dane say that fellow would have a better chance of growing a full head of hair than pulling off that hat. Thoughts? Mm, I, uh, I don't think the chances of me growing hair are very good. Clay on Instagram said, "Goodness, Roush, have some self respect." <laughs> My dear mother said, too small for his head. I mean, you could say that about any hat. Like, that, all... that maybe was the nicest comment. 
A uh, big blue nation group said, "Digress, Nick. Digress. I digress." Yeah, yeah, I, I get it. Uh, Roush looks like he's about to post the most toxic thing a Reddit board has ever seen, says Robert. <laughs> That's a funny one. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one yeah, yeah there's there's funny that. ones in there but uh i'll i'll we like to have some fun on that instagram page so i'll i'll, I'll post one of myself and the way that i look this morning but text on into the thornton's text line 502-414-1450 we're gonna talk a lot more basketball this hour we'll get into some more football transfer portal anything on either one of your two minds I, i'm gonna go to the text line because i know it's just gonna bring up things that we're gonna get to but if you all have anything, I've got a couple other things written down to get to later in the show, but if you all have anything, floor is yours. Uh, I have a feeling the Texan will get it, it does. Yeah. It yeah. Does. So let's just uh let's get to it. They they'll be our tour guide on today's Kentucky roll call. Um shout out to Thornton's, by the way. He's a proud sponsor of the Texan. They are Start your day the right way. Get on into Thornton's, download the refreshing words app before you go. It'll be great. Texter says, this team will be better running, but they need – oh, Roush read that one earlier about the half court as well. Mm-hmm. Another texture says, did he not outcoach Jim Laranega? We've been a lot better on out-of-bounds plays this year. He's letting guys play through mistakes. Is that not coaching? I'm, I'm pushing back on a few of these things. I really like this texture. The good basketball mind. I don't always agree with everything. Did he outcoach Jim Laranega? I, you know, I, in the simple things that if I want to be picky and say that like it doesn't really seem like he's outcoached and some or that he's outcoached an opponent, that would be one that maybe you'd have to say, okay, well they blew him out. Maybe and, and they did finish that half strong and they did start that half strong. That was kind of a different story. Okay, I'll give him. I'll give him credit that you're you're right, Texter. I, I won't push back on that part. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna complain about the way they end halves and end games, Roush, I need to credit the way they ended that half. Miami went on that big run. You wondered if Kentucky still had a you know you, you knew they were gonna make a run at some point, but did they have another punch left in them in the first half? They did, and yeah, okay, Texter, you're right. Credit to Calipari on that one. I disagree about the inbounds plays, but that's being nitpicky. I don't I, I don't think the inbound pay, plays have been better defended, and I don't think they've been more intuitive um or creative on the other end well there's so not I a whole just, lot of defense happening anywhere so and, and, and i don't and i don't care about inbounds plays i think people make a bigger deal about that the next texture says not the next texture um this texture says tj can you remember the last time cal did something cool on the court i really don't understand what you meant by that yeah, I mean, that in a one-offer is probably a pretty confusing quote. When you're only getting two hours of radio a day, you don't always get to explain it. But, Roush, I remember when UK played Ole Miss with De'Aaron Fox and Malik Monk, and it was just kind of like a sleepy UK basketball game at Rupp Arena. They totally weren't into it. Ole Miss it meant a lot more to them. And Cal had to draw up this inbounds play that had, like, Malik Monk coming off a curl screen, catch and shoot off the inbounds pass because there was only a few seconds left or whatever it was, and Monk just drilled it. And I was like, ah, oh, cat, like that was a genius play. Like that was an awesome, like way to go. That was awesome. Putting Keon Brooks in the middle of that zone against Kansas. That wasn't like a genius basketball move, but Cal said to self, you're, you got to pick your poison here. And if you're going to go zone with us, this guy is going to bust you. And Keon Brooks had an incredibly memorable UK basketball performance because of that. 
I'm trying to think of a few other moments. We just haven't had, I, I don't think, necessarily that. And maybe the Miami game would be one of those say, They beat Miami by 30 million points. And like, they did, I but know. I just don't know if it was like one thing that I could point to like Cal doing. The way they ended that half was really impressive. That was an awesome sign from a basketball team to take a big punch from a team that was in a Final Four last year and then just like that snap your fingers and get back into it. But point being, and he's only had so many chances to even do it. That's like, what I mean, we're seven games in. I get you, I, you're, the the St. Right. Joe's game, and like, even if you don't want to give them credit for the way they finished the game, I mean, they did win that in overtime. Um, they put in Reed. They, he let Reed play through his own dumb mistakes. Like that's why I just I, I don't, you know, like yeah, we can be nitpicky on some stuffs after games, but the, like the that's stakes it. are just too high, Roush. And I'm I'm not trying to be grandiose or anything like that, but like the. It, but UK basketball hasn't had the March success that we would like. It hasn't been as fun at the beginning of the Calipari era, and we all knew that bar was incredibly high, but that's where it was set. So that's what people are going to come to get and come to expect. And we knew this team was going to be just absolutely loaded with NBA talent. So I, I will zig when others zag from time to time. When people get excited about a win, I may, do, you know, I may say, yeah, it was good, but I wish they had done that or I wish they had done that. And when people freak out about a loss, I'm probably going to be more likely to be like, well, you know, this happened and that happened. I think things are going to be okay. But the stakes are too high with this team. They're too good, in my opinion. I love the collection of talent that Cal's put together. So I think I'm just going to probably be in, I would like to hope, in being fair, I think I'm going to just make sure everything the train is on the tracks throughout the season, Roush. Don't yeah. – uh, you know, I'm gonna probably be a little bit more nitpicky because I want okay. this to go. I want this to go right. Big picture, I think come March, if this team's a five, a six, a seven seed, I'm still gonna be willing to roll the dice. It's just they shouldn't be. Like this should be a two seed. This should be maybe even a one seed. There's a ton of NBA talent on this group. They play a fun style of play. It's a breath of fresh air. I, I just want it all to 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 pan out the way that it should. And if it doesn't, I'm gonna not be happy about it. Is that fair? Yeah, it's fair. But I'm also just not like, I I don't, it's pin, you know, it's, but yeah, it is pin until it's not pin. And then it's UNC on Saturday. I I understand, but I'm I'm just not there with you. Like, yeah, yeah. This weekend is a big one. Go, go kick North Carolina's ass. And and I, and I think they, they should, I think they're a better team than North Carolina. And if they lose Roush again, Big picture, I'm going to like think this team's fine, but I'm going to be bummed because I just think this isn't a team that should lose to Kansas. Well, I don't think this is a team that should lose to Especially if it's late-game execution because that, that, I think yes. that's the part where you're at right now. Like, you're trying to get ahead of that. and I'm, I just want to make sure Cal is, like, you know, taking every – you know, don't take this team for granted. Like, see, let, this is this is the one, Roush. Like, this is the group. Let's, I know. It's just my, my whole thing with Cal, though, it goes back to the big things when it comes to the late-game execution. Cal's going to Cal. Like, it's just what like, – do we do we expect him to do anything differently than what he's done for 15 years? No. So, like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to like, beat my head against a wall waiting for him to get there. Did he draw up any of those Aaron Harrison shots? No. Aaron Harrison – like, did, did, was really part of the play, pass it to Dakari in the post, and then kick it back out? Like, I don't think it's crazy. I mean? like, I don't think it's crazy Young, to think the play would be to get the ball inside and get it back out if the defense collapses, but they never left him, so it didn't collapse. I mean, so the, like panicked, the Malik but... Monk shots in Vegas, maybe some of that was let's have Malik replace him in transition. Like maybe that was part of their scheme, but like that's always been Cal's mo is to let guys play through it. So like that's why I'm not. Uh, I, 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 
I think you're almost making my point for me or you're bringing me to your point, whatever's happening. Like, but I agree with that. Let these dudes play, let them play, let them, you know, I get it. Sometimes you're going to need to chew up a little bit of clock. Sometimes it may be beneficial to you to just, Hey, let's let, let's get our, let's get our breather in on offense and we'll run a screen for Reeves and hopefully he knocks down the shot. But I think you're, I agree with you. Let these dudes play late in the game. Don't change things. Late in the game, again, there's always going to be a little gray area. It's not totally black and white. But end of the game, don't all of a sudden just be like, hey, we're up 12 on pin. Let's just minimize this thing. I get – there's a few more tacks, so we'll get to these. Like Ralph said, other teams are trying to win too. After a few games, the scouting report is out. Teams will be trying to slow us down and run us off the three-point line. We have to be able to score in different ways. And, yes, I prefer when we run and get a bunch of open threes. This sentiment is spot on, and I do agree with it. Like, in the long run, when things slow down, Roush, and UK can still find ways to be efficient and win, that's going to be great. You want to find ways to win in every different way. That way you don't get upset in the tournament or you don't get surprised in the tournament. It's just – you. Cal's done a better job. I'll, you know, I'll give him credit for this. He's done a better job, I think, controlling tempo more so than other years, and it's no surprise he's got the horses to do it this year, so it's a little easier to do it. Until he doesn't, though, until he allows the other team to do it. And this isn't just like, well, the other team can do things too. Watch the way that UK was inbounding the ball in the first half and early in the second half versus the final six minutes. Like, they got in trouble for having, like, guys out of bounds throwing the inbounds pass in after Penn scored. And you may, and I don't care. Like, you know, you, you may say, what, who cares? What's the point of that? The point is, there's an emphasis on tempo when the other team, the ball is halfway through the net and they're already trying to grab it to inbound it to run to the other end, Roush. And then that stops. I don't like when it stops. Not with this group. I get it. You have to do it sometimes. But, like, there are, there are intentional things that you can see where it's like, oh, they are actually trying to slow down things. This isn't a pin thing. This is actually a UK thing. Remember when the ref made UK stop and take the ball back? They need to, so, so here's what you do on that. Like, give the ball to pin there or shut up. Yeah. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. You were a little bit out of bounds. Let's try it again, little seven-year-old. Let's line up again and do it. Right. Well, that call, is, it, yeah. call it an infraction then, dude. Yeah. Because that'll stop teams from doing that if they just started calling it regularly. Scooch, you know what we're talking about on the inbound stuff? Yeah, I think so. They just tried to pass it in too quick, and they pulled them back. I think I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. see it from time to time in basketball. It's, I mean, it's uh, it kind of reminds me of the whole Patrick Mahomes thing. If it's a rules infraction, call it. You know. Yep. Well I, by the way, That's... by the way, I listened to his whole press conference yesterday. Man, I really like that guy, but what a freaking baby! Holy, smokes. it was a bad, it was it, bad it, look. He, he got roasted, rightfully so. It was a bad like. 24 hours for that dude. Yeah. Which which guy? Patrick Mahomes. Oh, Mahomes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he should have. Which, by the way, did you see Orlovsky had a video of all the times Tony just lined up offsides throughout the entire game? <laughs> no. Like, how, how can you? That guy is such a Florida idiot. Like, play football. You've done that your whole entire life. You go to the line. You point to him. You say, am I good? They tell you to scoot back or they give you a thumbs up. That's every play of your life, you dumbass. Like, go back to Florida, you idiot. God. I don't know if it was Big Cat. I'm sure there was – I actually saw several of them. But the the Photoshop tweets of him being, like, in the secondary, being like, he's hardly even off – it's just a little bit offside. Somebody 
posted a picture of a car like that was basically in the middle of an intersection at a red light. It's like, wow, I'm behind Kadarius Tony today. <laughs> hilarious. Seven assists and two turnovers for DJ, by the way. Can tell he's getting much more comfortable finishing around the rim at this level, but UNC will be a big test. He's also our best ball perimeter defender by far. Yeah, the UNC game just reminds me a lot of the the, the Kansas game. Um, they're going to be a little bit more physical, Roush, and they're going to be more experienced. They're going to be better inside in the interior. Every other advantage is Kentucky's. Yeah, I, I felt that uh, way about, and I felt that way about Kansas as well. The difference is, is now you have a seven footer for to deal with Baycott. Yeah, um, and you just that you know I, I I do appreciate that we're getting a little bit more and more from from Bradshaw. Uh, curious what the physicality that Baycott brings to the table, how he'll be able to handle that because he is just so light in the shorts. Oh, who was it? Was it uh, Chris Hatfield? I, I've, ever since he kind of stopped just doing the troll stuff, really, really enjoy that guy's Twitter account. Uh, he had stuff that basically it's like UNC has to live at the line to win games. And in the games that they've beaten good teams at, they have lived at the line. Bacot shoots a billion free throws. And then the games that they've lost, they haven't hit their, their free throw averages. So I, it, it does feel like a part of Saturday, unfortunately. So much of it's going to be like, what kind of whistle are they calling? Are they going to be doing ticky-tack stuff? Which if, if they do, it may not be the end of the world for UK, despite me just saying everything I said a minute ago. Because the risk of maybe getting Bacot in foul trouble, like without him, UNC's toast. They've got no chance. If UK doesn't have Brad, if Bradshaw gets in foul trouble, Roush, what would that mean for UK? All right, Trey Mitchell, you're going to have to guard Bacot. That's a really tough matchup for you. He's probably going to score and get rebounds on you. Just don't foul. But then what happens if Bacot gets in foul trouble? What does UNC do? So if they do call it ticky-tack, it, it could be an advantage for Kentucky in the long run. Uh, but that being said, that's what UNC – UNC is going to try to get UK in foul trouble. Will the refs just call it consistently on both ends? And then I'm not sure there's a college bat – like, as a person, I'm sure he's a fine person. I just do not enjoy watching Armando Bacot play basketball. <laughs> I just don't enjoy uh, watching North Carolina. Uh, Hubert Davis, too, I just – he has a weird energy on the sideline. Um, oh, I don't really know how to he describe it. He kind of seems it. like nervous. Yeah, like I just, he, I never feel like he belongs there. Is that? Yeah, it always looks like like the head coach was thrown out and he's filling in to finish the like game. there's like a confused kind of look about him. Like he's not really sure if that, he just, he just doesn't look like he belongs out there. Maybe I'm just so warped by him being an ESPN analyst that like, why is this guy out coaching North Carolina basketball? Um, but nevertheless, hope they lose on Saturday. Um, don't know a lot of people going to Atlanta. Gosh, well, I was going to be there. If not for the Polar Express, I've got a, I've got a couple, I know a few different people not going together, but a few different parties going. I I, I would love to go. It's going to be fun. It's going to be, it should be a good basketball game. Both these teams like to like to run. One of my friends tried talking me into it and, uh, it just wasn't, wasn't in the cards. Um, but yeah, hopefully there's a good crowd. Hopefully, Kentucky has a better showing in Atlanta than the Hoosiers did this past weekend. Sheesh, you ain't lying. By the way, I um, so when I was watching that game, they were doing the intro to the Auburn-Indiana game. They were showing the crowd, and I saw one of my good friends from back in my high school days, and I like had to go back and rewind, and I was like, wait, was that really her? Sure enough, it was her and her husband, and they're getting ready to have a baby, 
she's an Auburn grad, he's an Indiana grad, so they had a cute little sign that with a, a human on it, and in the ba- in the belly it had Auburn and Indiana, and it said womb divided. But then she got it, it showed her like three more <laughs> times throughout the game. It was pretty cool. I never watch games and see people I know, so that's so, always fun. So is it? I think it's safe to say she's been to Hoosier Pleasure Land then. Oh yeah, absolutely. Whoa, absolutely. I mean, there's evidence. Not with me. Womb divided. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, not a a good one. Not a good one for the Hoosiers against Bruce Pearl and Auburn. No fun. Yeah. Uh, All right. Another text around the Thornton's text line says, "Do you think the fact that Cal and Jerome Tang seem to not like each other makes U of L more likely to hire him?" I do. He made that comment before the tourney game about how they beat us with Baylor. Don't think Cal loved that. Yeah, I don't. I just think you're going to have a tough time getting Kansas State to let him leave. I, I, you know, I think they're going to try to pony up and, and keep him. The, the Louisville coaching search, when it does happen, and even if they do move on from pain, don't move on from pain during the season, they're going to be doing a coaching search, and it won't start till March. They're going to have to wait for these other guys. Like behind closed doors, could there be conversations? You bet your sweet buns there will be. But there's not going to be any actual like movement until other team seasons come to an end. But Roush, yeah. that being said, they didn't fire Kenny Payne after Saturday. No, I they thought there's I thought there was a chance they'd do it. Um, now they play tomorrow, I think, and then they play Sunday, and then it's the UK game on Thursday. So the UK game's nine days from today. I think my prediction is going to be wrong that he is not going to be the. Co- I think he is going to be the coach for the UK now. game. Yep. However, after the UK game, December twenty first, if I'm not mistaken, it's a long break. So yeah, that would they be don't good. play again until January third. Yeah, that'd be. That, it's like a two week break. If you were going to maybe make this big change and switch things up, that that could be one of them. But yeah, I think I, I will my my hot take prediction I think will end up being wrong. He he will be the coach for the UK U of L game. I, I just want to disagree with your initial take. Uh, Frank Martin left Kansas State to go to South Carolina. So yeah, Kansas State is not a I, yeah, I but sure. But they they he, he was he was button heads with the AD, and that there was a lot more behind the scenes with the Frank true, Martin switch. But um. Yeah, I just I you're you're U of L. You should be a premier job. You should be able to hire Kansas State's coach. Trevor like, said yesterday he Tang. wants Jerome Tang just so he can have a shirt that says Clubber Tang. Interesting. And uh, you know, Kansas State. The, the, the other part about him too is I wish I wish they would have uh, it would have been after last year because there's nothing I want more than Louisville to just hire somebody who went on a good NCAA tournament run but has no other resume. Because that's how you get got. That's how you get Billy Gillespie's right. Fool's gold. I don't, we don't know if Jerome Tang's a good coach or not. I think Dusty he's. May. I think he's a good coach, and I think he'd be a good coach for for U of L. But but he, he, he he's he, the same exact thing as Billy Gillespie getting, was. Like, he's getting paid more than Kenny Payne, by the way. I, I know Kenny Payne. You know U of L got U of L paid still too much for Kenny Payne, but they still got a big break from you know they're not paying. I think it was like three point three million dollars. Um, Jerome Tang makes more than that. I mean, they, they should be able to, you got to remember too, like, you know, how much the Yum Center's not making money. They're gonna have to pay a buyout. They got so lucky with Scott Satterfield. 
Yeah, they really did. Didn't have to pay that one. Yeah, um, I, I really think U of L is going to have a tougher time getting coaches than they think. I mean, they should have a tough time. Look where the program is. It's a massive rebuild. Um, but you know, we got all offseason to talk about who Louisville's next head coach is. Rutherford be. thinks it's going to be Chris Beard. He was like, "Watch," but he actually, to be fair, to be fair, he didn't say Chris Beard. He said, "If I were U of L fan, I'd be watching a lot of the SEC this year," which. May just be like, do you mean Mustbus? Do you mean Chris Beard? Do you mean Mike White at Georgia? I think Mike White at Georgia would do a good job at U of L if you're wanting. Oh to- God, I, yes, give me that guy. He stinks. He doesn't stink. He doesn't stink. He left Florida to go to Georgia. He stinks. He'll never. He'll be a bad coach in my mind for eternity because he voluntarily. I mean, he did the Scott Satterfield thing. Right? U of L would kill for that type type of stability right now. <laughs> Like a seven seed in the NCAA tournament? Oh, yes, please. Anything. <laughs> a seven seed for sure. We buried last team in? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. No, yeah. They Like Mike White shouldn't be the goal, but I'm saying they could probably do worse than that, in my opinion. Hey, but it, it is true that it does just mean more. ACC, mm-hmm. bad conference. Yes, it does Never. just mean more. Uh, these commercial breaks mean a little bit more. We're going to hit our last one here. Come back. That's more some portal news when we return. That's a tease if I've ever heard one. You'll hear that portal news right after this. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. Wait for it. With Walker and Roush. Yes, yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Who got the vibe? It's the tribe, y'all. Tribe, y'all. Vibe, y'all. Vibe, y'all. Inside, outside, come around. Who's that? Brown. Some may I say, call me Charlie. The word is the herb and I'm deep like... Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. One final segment oh, on your no. Tuesday. Roush, I won't even bring up what you were doing there during the commercial break. Oh, laughing at a Stephen A. Smith clip? Scoots didn't even see what you were doing, so I'm happy. I I, saw him. I was 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 saluting Degeneration X. That's all it was. I saw him laughing. That's true. Well, he was laughing about a tweet or something. Yeah, Stephen A. Smith, man. The clips of him giving advice. It was a... Somebody asked Stephen A., this girl asked to hang out, but I said no because I want to go to the weekend concert in Fortnite. Was I wrong for this? I really wanted to go. So it's just two minutes of him being like, are you sure? you Do you, do you like girls? Like, <laughs> just Stephen A., man. He's just hilarious. Uh, that guy. I don't think I've ever gone out of my way to watch anything of his, but anytime there's a Stephen A. Smith clip on social media, I watch it and I love it. He's Ah, small doses, very funny, very amusing. Ah, just can't get enough of that guy. Uh, and good news, ESPN is going to give me plenty of opportunities to watch him if I want to. Uh, but I digress. Um, I What I really can't get enough of is Salsaritas, the Wally Addictive Chips. Even if we've done the ad read already, I'm going to do it again, just like yesterday, because I love Salsaritas. It's so much, so much good, so much tastiness, and it's Taco Tuesday. So what are you waiting for? Go on over there. Get to Salsaritas for Taco Tuesday. Um, I'm impartial to the steak tacos. They're so delicious. A little cilantro, um, as I like to call it, on top um, with some hot salsa. Their hot salsa is so tasty, and it's not going to completely light you up on fire. A little bit of queso. Make your Taco Tuesday wonderful at either one of Salsaritas' two convenient locations. They're going to drop through at the one on Middletown and one in St. Matthews. 
Stop on in today. Salsaritas, it's simply the best. Mr. Sportsbucker? news in the college basketball world. Ooh. UK fans may remember uh, Naquan Tomlin from Kansas State. Some sort of incident at Kansas State. Speaking of Kansas State this morning, he did not play. There's a lot of rumors. There's an altercation at like a bar or whatnot. And I guess there's some like Kansas State rule or bylaw or something, Roush, where they were just he, he's he's not going to play for Kansas State. I think even the president released a statement being like, you, you know, he's not going to be a Kansas State Wildcat. He just committed to Memphis, and he you will see him in a Memphis Tiger uniform in like three weeks, two weeks. He'll be oh, yeah, able to be yeah. he'll be he'll be eligible for uh, once the first semester ends. So. That's a little bit of like an in-season trade almost. Now, it's not really like that. But somebody that was on Kansas State, Kansas State, a team that has expectations this season to probably get back to the second weekend of the NCAA tournament, that's a big loss for them. And for him to go to Memphis, Memphis just had that uh, like 29-year-old have his had his waiver yeah, denied. Williams. Yeah. So – one old man replaced by another old man, not as old, but Tomlin at Memphis. Memphis is going to be a team in March that, like, I know it's fun to bash on Penny and whatnot, but I definitely would not be surprised if they're playing for a spot in the Final Four. If they get to an Elite Eight, Roush, it wouldn't shock me. Uh, but uh, it's Penny Hardaway, so. It's Penny Hardaway. you got to remember that. That's a nice get for them, uh, especially, like, this late in the game. Louisville had reached out to that Tomlin fella. Well, we know he's smart then because who in their right mind would want to go to Louisville right now? Uh, speaking of portaling, uh, Bo Allen. Um, Bo, Bo came home. Um, so I believe we discussed that yesterday. But Bo Allen announced he is, in fact, transferring back to Kentucky. Going to add some nice depth to that quarterback room. Um, mostly just a guy who has been in the system a little bit. Brock Vandegrift, Cutter Bowley have not. They need to have somebody there running on seven on seven who's kind of been through it before. So uh, that was a, a nice little pickup yesterday. Meanwhile, uh, Kentucky did lose another high school commit, Jaden Lafontaine. He was the lowest ranked skill position skill player. Only the kicker was ranked lower than him. I, I liked his tape quite a bit, but they're they're in a numbers crunch right now, and I I think that was one of those where they. Neither side was uh, unhappy that he ultimately decided to flip to Boston College. So I'm curious if that's going to happen with another kid too, Lorenzo Callen, um, Georgia Edge. He uh, officially visited USC over the weekend, had some nice things to say about that. They've recruited a lot of edges in that class, a lot of guys that are you know, better than him. <laughs> no offense. So I, I'm wondering if that's another potential defection as they try to shrink some of their numbers um, – going into transfer portal season and add more guys from the portal. So um, not too surprising there, but just something to kind of monitor over the next uh, – we have eight days till signing day. Eight days till signing day. How about a little more breaking news? More breaking news. Ah! David Sisk. Great guy. We love David Sisk. He's reporting. He's heard Big Z's been cleared. Yeah, that was a post on Rupp's Rafters uh, at some point yesterday. And they were like, it's a long-time poster, so keep your ears low. Uh, 
so yeah, I'm, I've got my ears low. He was, uh, he was practicing on Saturday and a lot of people kind of freaked out about that. So yeah, um, that would be, be nice. It'd be good to have old Zvonimir, uh, back in the fold, even though I don't really know how much he'll actually do. I not, I can't imagine uh, a great deal, but yeah, you could go in that UNC game. Cal said you gonna is gonna practice this week. You could you could be at full strength. Uh, yeah, that'd be full full strength as much as getting those. I mean, they they would not be near a hundred percent conditioning or anything. Ooh. I guess you technically wouldn't be like full strength till next year. But yeah, all right. So- we had this conversation on uh, one of the podcast. I guess it was probably a podcast with Luckett, that a tight end always just does something awesome against Louisville, and it's a true freshman like Josh Caddis. He had the stiff arm a couple years ago. Kamari Anderson jumped over the guys uh, this year. So uh, they always whine about the player that goes off for Kentucky against Louisville. Um, uh, I think they called it the Dominique Hawkins Award there for a while. When really, Jorts was the one that I think was the best surprise, and then it turns out he was just good. Uh, it's, 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 a, it's, it's built up in their minds, right? Like, they, they're convinced that, like, players who are bad only play well against Louisville. But, man, it would be funny if Big Z had, like, 20 and 13 against UofL. Well, I mean, when you're going to be up by 45, don't you think he's going to get some run, potentially? Quite a bit of run. Yeah, yeah UofL fans just don't pay attention to sports outside of their own little bubble. So, yeah, they'd always be surprised and it'd be like, well, yeah, Josh Harrelson can can hit threes. Like, he can, he can hit outside shots. Um, Dominique Hawkins, pretty good defender. <laughs> you know, people that have been paying attention know, knew this stuff, but they're always so taken aback by it. And then it's never just like Kentucky's better than U of L. Oh yeah, some random Derek Willis had to hit two threes against us. Five star Tyler Ulis just goes off. That's crazy. Nobody thought that he was any good. Well, he's a five star. I, I mean, but on the other hand, too, you've got to think about TJ. Um, remember when? Patino kicked Edgar Sosa off the team, and then he came back like a week later and banked in a forty footer to win at the buzzer. Uh, I didn't, I didn't remember him getting kicked off the team before that. But I was at the Yum Center in that game for Freedom Hall. Or Freedom probably, Hall, yeah, right? excuse me, yeah. Freedom Hall, exactly, Freedom Hall, and went went just like a, a kind of classic UK U of L. A lot of my friends U of L fans, but just go do my own thing. Electric finish. That UK team wasn't very good. UL team had high expectations. They went on a last-second shot. Running to my buddies, walking out of the game. Hey, what a game. F-U-K. F-U-K. I thought it would be like a fun little get-together. No. They no, were, they're just they were, being jerks. They were very nasty. They were very nasty mm. about the big UL win. And I'm not sure. Has UL won since then? Whew. Um, maybe, maybe COVID. Yeah, the, the COVID and maybe Quentin Snyder years. So maybe just yeah. maybe just maybe just a few years that will at least hold up in the record books. Allegedly. Maybe maybe that. Uh, yeah. One more thing I wanted to bring up: Have you followed any of the Dylan Rayola recruitment at all in the last twenty four hours, Mister Sports Talker? Because it's taking the college football recruiting world by storm. The who recruit Dylan Ray? Dylan Rayola. Uh, he was wow. the number top three quarterback in the oh, country. The, the Georgia Nebraska thing. So. His uncle is the offensive line coach at Nebraska. His dad played at Nebraska in the 90s. Many people thought they had a shot at him. He initially committed to Ohio State. 
backs off his commitment. Matt Rule tries to get him to Nebraska, um, but he ends up committing to Georgia, moves to Georgia to play high school football to be closer to Georgia, which I don't understand why you need to move closer to your college to whatever. Uh, but now he's going on an official visit this weekend to Nebraska. Steve Wiltfong and everybody and their brother are putting in Nebraska picks. And then my favorite part of this whole thing is that his uncle got a 50% raise this year. So might be a big Christmas gift for Dylan uh, under the tree from Uncle uh, from Uncle Rayola. <laughs> the, the, only, the only holdover from the Scott Frost staff to the Matt Rule staff. He's just a really good coach. <laughs> just a really good coach. It's crazy, man. He's a, he's a staple of, of Lincoln. You can't. You got to keep him. <laughs> it's hilarious. Which it's also like, dude, if you can buy a top five quarterback, do it, Matt Rule. Like that is a yes. Move that money around. Like yeah, Matt Rule was like talking about the price tags of major quarterbacks. I guess he was talking from experience. <laughs> Seriously, he had just put uh, down the catalog. What's even crazier, though, is he was going to be at Ohio State with Kyle McCord, and now they're probably both going to go there. I think McCord will be a starter for a year and then hand it over to Rayola. Uh, mm-hmm. Wild. Wild stuff. Well, second Nebraska, all the same. Yeah. Uh, Texter on the Thornton sex line says, Bradshaw looking proportionally like a guard or not as tall as he really is is the exact way I felt about Jalen Williams from Arkansas. It took me so long to come to terms with the fact that he was about 6'10". Yeah, no, you're. Uh, yeah. That's, a good, that's a good comparison. Which guard bodies, but like, you know, with legs that go to the sky. Did Brazil, is he out for a while or is he going to, was that a, not a serious injury? I thought it was an ankle sprain, but don't hold me okay. through that. Um, Cause he actually does look that long. And I think it's just cause he has freakishly long arms. Um, But yeah, I'm, I'm right there with that texture. Yeah. He's Dylan already- Williams. The, that, that guy sucked because he was the big guy that took charges and they had the charge counter. And it's like, dude, you're block shots. You're seven feet tall. Yeah, I didn't enjoy watching that guy play basketball either. Yep. John Summerall saying he will win a national championship at Tulane. I like that not even a little bit. I like that a lot. <laughs> like he is the obvious choice after Stoops. Yeah, he said they're going to go to the playoff, and then they're going to win the dang playoff, which uh, that was that was a fun quote. Great great intro press conference quote. Uh, got, got, got to bring the haymakers when you're getting announced. Hey, you know what? Shoot for the moon, baby. Uh, maybe someday you'll be in Lexington. Man, everyone pee in their pants about Cal saying we have to find a way to play two bigs. No one even bothers to hear the full clip where he emphasizes spacing and playing on the perimeter. A lot of people are telling on themselves, I agree. A lot of people are telling telling on themselves. It, he, he's got an insane way, Roush, of getting people all triggered up by well, just, like, talking. My, my favorite, like – we completely ignore when he says certain things and it's like, all right, Cal's just full of it. But then when he says this, it's like the gospel. And like, now we have to riot. Like there's just like a, it's, it's very much a like, do you want to be mad at Cal today? Yes or no. And I just, I don't have the energy right now. There's and nothing to be sad about him last night. Yeah. Like he didn't, if he says something that's just silly and should like be scrutinized, sure. Nothing he said last night was that though. Like didn't happen. Very normal response by Cal saying he wants to find the best way to play two bigs. Very normal fan base. He didn't say we're exclusively playing with two bigs on the block the rest of the season, but that's what you'd think based on the reaction. Exactly. We're going to have Zakari and Trey Lyles out there or something. 
Willie Colley Stein and, and all yeah. three of them. Mitchell and Bradshaw are two of our six best players. They should be on the floor together quite a bit. It's not rocket science. Yes. Yeah, that, yeah that's. <laughs> and then what will happen? Like the the freakout has has come back around. Texters, where I think like the majority or at least a good chunk of the fan base is all on the same page that we're on. And what what you're going to get this leaning into, Roush? Which, to be fair, wasn't told. That's like my fourth. To be fair today, oh well. It's gonna. It, people are gonna be like, well, you know, what he said wasn't so bad, but I just, I'm scared. I'm scared that it's on his brain. That he, you're, you're gonna start to see him creep back to his old ways, which does go down a similar avenue of where I'm going. I'm not so much saying that he's gonna creep back into his old ways. I'm not so much saying that he needs to shoot X number of threes. My whole point, and Josh on the Facebook page said this, and I responded back to him. Roush, if something's working with this team, I just want them to keep doing what's working. That's all. Yeah, and and here's the other thing, too. I, I think I'm kind of with those people where I worry about Cal being Cal, but I don't actually worry about it because I just have accepted it. Like, you have to accept that Cal is going to be like Cal, and there's going to be times where you're going to get frustrated and I just – I'm not going to whine about it. Like, I can't – I don't got the energy for it. And also, like, during a basketball season, it's – this yeah, isn't the undefeated it's, it's, NFL Dolphins. Like, they're, people miss shots. People aren't just with it some days. Yeah. People have bad games. Not all of that every single time should fall back on Cal. Um, and, I, you know, I'll remind that to myself as well. A yeah. texture says, I wish I could just bow out of Kentucky basketball online discourse, but sadly, I cannot. No, you can. Just turn on Monday Night Football last night. It was fun. You, you can you can get into NFL Twitter. Um, it's a lot more, yeah. J- Jamie Rosine Roush. Who wore it better, Roush from KRC or Gino 90 Day Fiance? Yeah, I don't I don't know Gino from 90 Day Fiance, but I'm kind of like a Gino. I also don't, but it does look, I mean, that that could be you. Yeah, except uh, goatee. Uh, I'm no, uh, I'm goateeless. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. What a great night to be a cat. Wandale and Levis both pulled out. Both also confirmed with my sources. Pretty good at football. It's true. Yeah, just one coming at my own expense was not did not make it as fun. But the Levis stuff was awesome. I was happy for him. Yeah. Also, that video of him like screaming. He looks like a weightlifter. His like veins are bulging out and stuff. You're like, gosh. Tuck those guns away, buddy. Cal is tired. Oh, he's single now. He's got to show off the goods. Cal is tired of his guards getting beat on straight line drives and them also giving up offensive rebounds. So he plans on playing two bigs that are mobile and athletic to counteract that. Oh, the humanity. I like our texters. They're, they're good folk. Yeah, yeah, they're funny because I, I just, I, yeah. I, to the previous one's point, like you don't have to mix it up with them. You can come here and we can chat about it. And it's a lot healthier sometimes. Hey, y'all, podcast listener here with all the news of Brock committing and Bo t- returning. We all just going to assume they are the starter and backup. So does this mean they know that Leary is gone ahead of the draft or does he have another year if he wants it? He gone. Yeah, they're, they're operating under the assumption that he is gone. He is gone. Leary is not coming back to Kentucky. We've made that clear. Uh, he could maybe get a, a medical waiver if he doesn't want to go to the NFL. I get the sense that he's kind of over it, though, and just wants to go to the NFL. Texter says, fellas, good morning. I saw a tweet about UK being in the running for Nylon Green. Is there smoke there? Thanks. That's from Levi. That was um, that was not a real tweet from a real person. That was like one of those accounts that just tries to get uh, engagement. They're like, 
these guys could be in for him. So, yeah, that wasn't – don't pay attention to it, Levi. Indiana Tim here. Good morning, fellas. Cal can play two bigs all he wants as long as they're not both standing on the block at the same time. Mitchell isn't really a big anyway, Six seven, maybe. Well said, Indiana Tim. We're being honest. We know that Matt Jones quote tweeting that is what pe- what fired people up. Yeah, a lot of it comes back to that. But everybody have a good Tuesday. This was a fun show. I hate Green Bay losing. I hope you all enjoyed me being miserable. We'll be back Wednesday. Parker. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Galen. Have a good day.